We're going to continue today on the topic of how we we're born into the family of God. What an amazing miracle it was that we were able to be born out of the family of Adam and into the family of God, with God actually becoming our father. And we're going to discuss today some of the technical reasons why God had to go through such a process to legally allow us to be born into his family. It wasn't just a wave of his hand. He couldn't just snap his finger and make it happen. He had to legally make it possible. Adam legally gave this world over to Satan. God legally purchased us back through the blood of Jesus. So let's look at one of our root verses, our core verses here, in Genesis chapter 3. Today I want us just to see how you are now part of the seed of Jesus. That if I trace your history back, I wouldn't go all the way back to Adam. It would only go back to Jesus. That you're now born of the seed of Christ. You have his nature in you. And so we're going to start in verse 15 of uh, chapter 3 of Genesis. So we see in God prophesying about Jesus and talking to Satan about the woman. He says to Satan, And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So in this prophecy, in this answer that God had for Adam's sin, Adam's sin sent the whole creation of the earth, the whole creation of man, into a tailspin of darkness and into death. And God found a way to legally bring us back into his family, into light. And so he prophesies about what his plan is. Instantly here he tells the enemy, the devil, that I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed, and if you look in your Bible, that should be a small s, meaning the seed of mankind, and her seed, and if you look, that should be a large s, seed, that he's talking here about Jesus. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So as we study this idea of a seed, it's so powerful, because you understand a seed is if you plant it, it reproduces on its own. It reproduces after its own kind. And so now we're going to go over to the book of John. And I want you just to stay with me as we study this today, because I want this brick of knowledge of truth to get into you, that you legally are born of God, and that God legally made it possible for Jesus to come and birth a new family called the children of God, a new species that never existed. But for God to do that, he had to insert Jesus into the race of man, into the human race. That he couldn't just snap his finger and say, okay, I'm going to fix this. He had to legally make it happen. So in the family of Adam, from that seed, God legally sent Jesus and spliced in there Jesus, a different Adam, a final Adam. One born with the nature of light, like the first Adam was created. So from Adam all the way till Jesus, darkness covered the earth. Every man born was born with the nature of darkness, the nature of death. It was not, again, death doesn't mean dead, like a dead animal on the road. It means it produced death. So darkness is an easier term to understand. So from Adam, he passed to his son and his children. Everyone born on the earth came from Adam and was born with the nature of darkness. 
that was the, from the seed of Adam. And so then from that, God spliced into that lineage, into that seed, Christ, who had light, uh, someone born with a nature of light. So from Adam till Jesus, the whole world was covered in darkness. There was no, no one walked on the earth with the nature of God. No one was a child of God, like birthed of God or created by God. They were birthed from Adam, from a corrupt seed. But he introduced a new seed from Adam, inside of that lineage. And this is what we want to prove today. Once you know that I am born of the seed of Christ, that I'm his child of God through Christ, then you can quit accepting your past, quit accepting your failures, quit accepting your past family, the weaknesses and struggles, and start believing and keep standing for the promises of God because you are born of God. So John chapter 1 it talks about Jesus, and it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. So verses 1 through 3 in chapter 1 here are talking about Jesus before creation, that He participated in the creation of the world and he was the word. And everything came through him. And then it switches in verse 4. Now it's talking about Jesus in Bethlehem. Little baby Jesus. And it says, In him was life. And in the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. So verses 4 and 5 are now talking about Jesus born into the human race. So from Adam all the way to Bethlehem, darkness covered the earth. Every human born had a nature of darkness because that's all they can get from the seed of Satan or the seed of Adam. That's all they can get. You can't get something out of the air. So they were born with a nature of darkness. Every human born has to legally be born from Adam, from the breath of life that God breathed in Adam. But then we must be born again. So God's plan for every human is to be born out of the first seed and born through another seed called Jesus. Jesus was the seed that God prophesied about. And a seed, again, if you just think of the word seed, he called him a seed, meaning that it reproduces now, in the world, in the natural, the way you produce is your mom and dad get together and they reproduce. But in the children of God, we don't reproduce that way. The way we reproduce the image of Christ in us is we get people born again. That's why it's so important to share your faith. So in him was life. This is Jesus. All of a sudden in Bethlehem, the whole world was dark. And then one morning, one day, a little light was shining, a little candlelight. The nature of God inside of a human, and this was Jesus born in Bethlehem. And in him was life, and the life was the light of man. See, that life in Jesus, he was the seed. God wanted Jesus to take that light that he had, the life, and then pass it on to everyone in the world. That's why we must be born again. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. So the world did not understand it. So the whole world up to Bethlehem was dark with men with dark natures 
producing more men and women with dark natures. And then all of a sudden in Bethlehem, God in a miracle inserted his life into the human race through Mary. A little baby was born, Jesus, who had the nature of God, light in him. And so the whole world was dark, but one candle was lit in Bethlehem, and that was Jesus, the little baby. And then verse 6, there was a man sent from God, his name was John. This is talking about John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. So John the Baptist's job was to announce that the light is here. The Messiah is here. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So this is important here. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So this is why we're born again, is because we go out of being children of Adam, and we're birthed into being a child of God. We trade the source of our beginning. The source of your beginning first started with your birth from your parents. But the source of your rebirth started with Jesus. That's where your roots are now. You're from the seed of Christ. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. See, you're born again by the will of God. But your first birth started by the will of man. Your parents got together and they created you. You never existed before then. But you're from that original seed. Until you're born again, you're now trade seeds. You trade families. You're now rooted and grounded in Christ. The nature of Christ is your foundation. You're from the seed of Christ. It's so important that we understand that we're from the seed of Christ and it's also important we understand that from that seed, it was done legally. It wasn't done by accident. We'll go to more proof here. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, and we'll start in verse 1. This is the beginning of the New Testament. So the beginning of the New Testament starts out with this genealogy. And it's quite boring, but it's there. The very beginning is proving that Jesus legally was born into the family of Adam, that God did not just wave his hand and make it happen. See, when Jesus went to hell, he didn't karate kick the devil and take the keys of the kingdom from him. He didn't kick him in the, in the head and say, I'm taking those keys, give them to me. It wasn't a power struggle. When Jesus went to hell, he purchased those keys, the rights to the, the keys of the kingdom of earth, and he purchased them. By his blood, he paid for it by his blood. That's why the devil took him to the high mountain and offered him, the, I'll give you rulership over this world, over the kingdom. I'll give it to you. And what the devil was saying is, 
you don't have to go to the extreme. You don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to die and go to hell. Just bow down and worship me, and I'll give you the keys of these kingdoms. Because the enemy was the seed of the world. He he got that from Adam. Adam gave over the rulership of this earth to the devil. He owned the keys of the kingdoms. Jesus came, and the devil said and tempted him, said, if you just worship me, I'll give them to you. You don't need to go through all that. You just need to bow down and worship me, and I give up. I'll give it to you. And Jesus refused and, and spoke the word. And when he died and went to hell, he purchased the keys of the kingdom from the devil. His blood was the price, the sacrifice, that God legally made it happen for Jesus to legally be born into the seed of Adam, into this human race. And then from that, he lived his life perfectly. He fulfilled the law. He died and was resurrected and was the firstborn of many brethren. Now, we know that many people had been raised from the dead prior to Jesus' resurrection. So the firstborn of many brethren is not indicating someone who was raised from the dead for the first time. It's indicating that he was the, the firstborn of this new family. The seed, the planting of the seed, now can reproduce more children of God. Jesus is a seed to the children of God like Adam was the seed to the human race. And when you accepted Jesus... You traded families. You're now part of the seed of Jesus. And listen, so many believers live their whole life, and I don't want us to be like that. They live their whole life out of the abundance and direction from this natural world, from the seed of Adam, from the seed of the beginning. And what's available to us as believers is we have a right to live out of the supernatural, abundance from heaven. We're heirs to the kingdom of God. And that's where we get our courage and our strength and our faith to boldly believe and stand for the promises of God to be in our life, in our family, in our city, in our world, in our calling, in our ministry, in all that we do. We don't have to pull from the natural world because we have access to the supernatural world through Christ. From heaven, all that heaven is belongs to us as children of God. And if we think it's just an illegal decision, God rescued me. He didn't rescue you. He birthed you into his family. Pastor Dave Roberson gave the best example, and I can only repeat it. He talked about mercy and grace. He said mercy is when somebody breaks into a home, a burglar, and he breaks into a house and and the owner catches him. Now in Oklahoma, many people have guns. So the burglar breaks in and, and the owner comes out with a gun and says, Freeze! And the burglar has the TV in his hand and he puts it down. And he says, please, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to feed my family. Please let me go. Don't call the cops. Let me out. And so the owner has mercy and says, all right, I'll release you. Go and just don't do it anymore. So the burglar runs away and maybe burglarizes someone else. But that's mercy. But grace, what grace is, the burglar breaks into the house. The owner comes out and says, freeze. Put that TV down, and the burglar puts it down and says, I'm so sorry, please, please forgive me, please, please let me go. And the owner says, listen, I see that you're going through hard times, and you're raised without a father. So what I'm going to do, I'm not just going to release you. I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to bring you into my family and make you my son. And then I'm going to 
give you my name. And then you will be an heir to all that I have. So you don't have to rob anymore. You don't have to steal anymore. I'm giving you my family. See, that's what happened when we were born again. We didn't just get mercy and forgiveness. We're not, we're not sinners that are mercified by God's love and, and God's just putting up with us and, and making a way for heaven. He provided for us a new birth, a new path, a new family. And you were, by your choice to be born again, born into that family, which we read in John, you were born into the family of God by the will of God. You started by the will of man, but now you're born by the will of God. And when you accepted Jesus, you became part of the children of God, born of God. You changed your roots. You were born into a whole new species that never existed before. Too many Christians are living, as it says in First Corinthians, quit being like mere man. Too many Christians are living like mere man. And they go to church and they love God and they serve God, but they never draw into that seed of Christ. They never reach into the impossible. And the only place we'll get the impossible is from God. We can't get the impossible from the nature and from the the world, from man's wisdom. We have to reach into God to get it. Well, you're a child of God. You're born to that. What I want us to see is that God legally inserted Jesus into the family of Adam so that he could walk out and die as a family of Adam and then be resurrected as a new child, the child of God. And from that resurrection, we find that we are resurrected from that same life. And that's the life that that seed Jesus passed to us when we accepted Jesus. You are born of the family of God now. And so when you look for your answers, let's start looking as being children of God and heirs to the kingdom of God. So Matthew chapter 1, very boring, but so important. The whole New Testament starts with this, so that tells you how important this is. And why it's important is because God is proving in Scripture that Jesus was legally born into the family of Adam. He was inserted into the family of Adam. But he did not receive the inheritance of a nature of Adam in the Jewish uh, tradition The blessing of the family goes from the father to the son. We see here that Jesus was inserted into the family of Adam, into the Jewish family, but so that he could legally be born into the family of Adam. He was inserted, but he did not inherit the nature. That's why he didn't have a father. That's why Joseph was not his father. Joseph was supposedly his father, but he was not his father. God was the father. So let's just read some of this boring scripture here. Just a few. Just put up with me. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The son of David, the son of Abraham. And then it goes, Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez, and Perez begot Terah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron. So it goes on. It just keeps going all the way, and it shows the history, the blood history from Abraham. It goes all the way down. It would read, oh, let's read verse 15. Eliud, excuse me if I mispronounce it, begot Elziar. Elziar begot Methan. 
and Mathan begot Jacob. Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. So here we see that legally, through the lineage of Joseph, Jesus was inserted into this lineage. And it's proving that. It's proving that Jesus has the right to be born into this family. And that's the reason for the genealogy. Now let's go back to the book of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 1. So you may have come to God as a criminal, as a liar, as a thief, whatever it might be. There's no competition of sin. But however you came to God, your roots were in Adam, and your roots started as a nature of sin that you received from Adam. You couldn't be exist. You couldn't be born without that first becoming in the family of Adam. So we're born of the first seed of Adam's seed, Satan's seed, with a nature of darkness. But then Jesus came, and Jesus came into the same family. He was born legally into the same family, but did not inherit that nature because his father wasn't Joseph. His father was legally God. Mary was his mother. So in essence, he received his body from Mary. So Jesus, when he walked around, he didn't look like Joseph. There was none of Joseph in Jesus. He looked like Mary, probably. He inherited the nature of God because he was created and birthed through Mary, through the lineage of Joseph, but he didn't receive the nature because he was a new seed. Verse 12 of John chapter 1. But as many as received him, talking about being born again, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So the way you receive the transferring of seeds in your past, in your birth, the way you receive the grace of God to be born into the children of God, out of the family of Adam, is by receiving Christ by faith and believing in his name, that Jesus now can be your seed. It's an act of faith, a confession of faith. Who are born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So a blood means that they were born of the Jewish blood, and not of the will of flesh, not because of the seed of Adam, nor the will of man, that's your parents, but by of God. So you're actually birthed by the will of God. So your salvation is so much more than just accepting Christ and going to church and being a better person. Your salvation is a birth, a, a birthing of a, from a different seed. Who, it's an amazing miracle, our salvation. We were born into a different seed, a different family. We still carry the body of our old family, the family of Adam, and that's where most of your trouble will come from, more than from the devil, is this natural body. But that's going to be replaced anyway. In the long run, we receive a new eternal body. But in the meantime, we're to mortify that body because we no longer listen to it. It's from Adam. It's stupid. Your natural brain is stupid. It won't give you the right answers no matter how smart it thinks it is. Our truth that we want is got to come from God, from his wisdom, not from natural wisdom. So Jesus was inserted. Now let's go over to 1 John. And I want you to see here that God did this legally, not by just waving his hand and saying, okay, I'm going to fix your mess, Adam. It's done well. Because he would have done that. It would have been Adam and Eve eat the fruit 
Jesus. He would have fixed it right then. But he had to legally make it possible for him to bring Jesus into the family of Adam so that Jesus could come through, be perfect, die as the Lamb of God, and then be resurrected. And the seed was created through his resurrection to where now he could pass on that life and that light of God to you and I by us accepting Jesus. Too many churches traditionally indicate that you're just a sinner, that you're just, got, by the mercy of God, you just hope you're good enough to go to heaven. And I'm telling you that's not correct. That Jesus was the seed that allowed you to be born into the family of God. So you're no longer a sinner that is by the mercy of God. You're a saint, a child of God. You don't belong to the race of human anymore. You're not human. I know that sounds kind of science fiction-y. You don't want to go, I don't know, you might, you just go tell your workmates and your friends that just say, hey, so once you know I'm no longer human, I don't belong to the human race anymore. I belong to the children of God. I remember asking a bunch of preachers one time, I said, why is it that Christians want to sin? And all these preachers said to me, well, it's because the sin nature, we have a nature of sin. So their concept of Christianity was, I'm a human, and I go to church, and I accept Jesus, and I accept his standards, I accept his mercy, but really I'm still a rotten person, and by his mercy, he allows me into heaven. But the finished product is that you were born out of the human race. God took that nature of sin and destroyed it and killed it. And you were resurrected in newness of life. You were resurrected like Jesus was resurrected into the family of God. So your roots are from the seed of Jesus. You're born again. So God had to legally do it. Let's look here in 1 John chapter 5. We'll read verse 7, 8, and 9. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth. Now, the word witness here is more about a legal term, like when you go to court and you're arrested because you did something, or someone said you did something, the person accusing you, the person who has proof, is the witness. And that's what it's talking about here is legally we have witnesses. So we have three witnesses in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. This is, these are the witnesses in heaven that are saying that God legally found a way for us to be born out of the corrupt world of man and born into the family, holy family of God. And then he says, and there are three that bear witness on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. And if we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. So if you ever question if you're saved, this is the verse that you need to go to because it's saying the proof that you legally are saved is you got three witnesses. You first have three witnesses in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. But then there's also three witnesses on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And what this is indicating is, this is talking about Jesus, that Jesus was legally born in Bethlehem. God did not just 
snap his finger, wave his hand, say, I'm just going to interrupt this uh, seed. He started the seed. He started Adam. He created Adam as a seed and gave it power to reproduce. That's called the law of Genesis. The law of Genesis is God created something and let go. And it continued on recreating in the image of what it was. But Adam, as we know, sinned. And now the seed of the human race was corrupt. So the only thing Adam could create from him, from that seed, was darkness. And that's why darkness covered the whole earth. And then God legally inserted in that lineage a new seed called Jesus, the final Adam. And Jesus, the final Adam, is the life-giving and can give light to the whole human race. Everyone can be born again now if they choose. It doesn't happen automatically because it's got to be by your will to seek truth. And anyone ever in the history of the world that ever seeks God, ever seeks truth, doesn't matter where they're born, what country they're in, what family they're from, what religion is around them, none of that matters. Anyone who has ever on this earth sought truth, that's all God needs to send him an answer. And he can send it through a preacher. He can send it through a person. He can send it through a family friend. He can send it through TV, radio. He'll send it through dreams and visions. He'll send angels. He himself will show up because that truth, that seeking of truth is all he needs to answer the question with the real truth that they need Jesus to find salvation to God. I remember witnessing to one person. It was so so rough. It was a person who believed in, I think it was called Jainism. And I remember talking to them and saying, hey, you need Jesus. And in their belief system, they believed that everyone had was going to God. Hey, we're all children of God. And, and so they're very passive. So you said, hey, you need Jesus. Oh, praise God. It's so good that you found God through Jesus. I found God my way. You found God your way. But we all end up with God. It was so hard to witness to them because everything I said to them, they just told me, oh, that's so wonderful for you. But for us, you know, we just believe this way. And uh, they needed Jesus. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus, through believing in salvation, being born again, because you've got to be born out of the family of Adam into the family of God. So if we receive the witness of man, verse 9, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. So here he's saying, legally, you can believe that once you accepted Jesus, you're born again. And part of that is the three that bear witness on the earth, the, the spirit, the water, and the blood. So these are the three things that God legally had to have in Jesus to bring that light that we read about in John, to bring that light into the earth. Let's go back to John, and we'll read that again. To bring the light of God into the earth within the race of man, to insert the light of Jesus into the seed of Adam, into the lineage of Adam. See, Abraham begot Isaac. That means that Abraham, by his will, by his actions, he produced a son. And Isaac begot Jacob. That God did not create Jacob. Isaac created Jacob. Isaac begot Jacob. And so that came all the way down until Joseph and Mary, God inserted Jesus at that point. That's where light was inserted into a lineage, a family of darkness. And it was done legally. 
God had to do it legally. The devil fought him all the way, but he couldn't stop it. See, the devil could not stop Jesus from coming. He couldn't stop it. He wanted to stop it, but he couldn't. And Jesus came and legally died as the Lamb of God and was legally resurrected in life, meaning that God found a way to rescue the human race that the devil couldn't stop. That's why he tried so hard to tempt Jesus to stop him. In the beginning was the Word, and in the Word was with God, and the Word was God, John 1, 1. And he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So God, Jesus, was God and was the Creator with God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And together, everything was made through Jesus. And that's what allowed Jesus also to become the Lamb of God. Jesus was inserted, and that's why it says in verse 4, In him was life. So here Jesus went from being God to being a child in the human race. He humbled himself and became man. And he was still God, but he did not walk in his divinity on this earth. And in him was life. So here, all of a sudden, in the world, in this lineage of darkness, there was no hope. Do you understand? There was no hope in the human race. The human race cannot be fixed. God cannot fix the human race. The human race was destined to create creatures of darkness so they would be born and create more creatures of darkness, and they were going to be destined to go to hell. That's why the devil fought so hard with Noah and God brought the flood was because Noah was the only one righteous left. If Noah had fallen, then there would be no one for God to work with to follow the lineage until Jesus showed up. So the lineage of man, God inserted light, and that was the nature of Christ in him. All of a sudden, there's a little baby born with the nature of God, the nature of, of light, of pureness and holiness, just like Adam was created in perfection with the nature of God. Now Jesus was in Bethlehem, little baby. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So the world did not understand it, but there's Jesus with the nature of God in him. All of a sudden, there's one little candle. And because after he died and was resurrected, now he could take that light and pass it to anyone who's willing to believe in Jesus. Anyone who's willing to believe that you can actually change families, change seeds. Now, by your faith in Christ, you're born again. You are birthed within the seed of Christ. Now you inherited the nature of Christ. The image within that seed became in you. And the old nature that you had, which was the image in the seed of Adam, was taken out. So now you have a nature of righteousness in light, you should be living holy and pursuing holiness because that's your nature now. And God legally did. So the witnesses on this earth are spirit, water. That, those are the witness. witnesses in heaven are God the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. But on this earth, the witnesses are spirit, water, and blood. So what are those three that are proof that Jesus legally became the seed of the new creation, of the new family of God? Well, the water, we know, is the woman. That Jesus had to come within a woman. That's the prophecy that came forward in Genesis 
that he prophesied to the devil that her seed is going to come and you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. The bruising of the head is Jesus kicking the devil off the authority of being the ruler of the earth. And so Jesus came as a seed. He had to be born of woman. That's Mary. He was legally born of a woman. That's the witness. The other witness is the spirit. That means that's not the Holy Spirit. The spirit here in 1 John 5 is talking about the nature that the new seed had to legally have a nature of God because you can't pass on something that's not there. So if it didn't have the nature of God, how's it going to pass on? How's the seed going to pass on? You can't plant an orange seed and get an apple tree. If you plant an orange seed, you're going to get an orange tree. So God had to insert the new seed within the lineage of man. It had to have the power to reproduce. So it had to have in it the image, the light had to be in the seed. And so that's why Jesus had to be born of Mary and born with the nature of God. And light shone for the first time in 4,000 years. Light shined in Bethlehem, one little candle. And that little candle had life in it, and the light shined in the darkness. That's the second witness. Two witnesses now. We have the spirit, the water, and the blood. The blood meant it had to be within the family of Abraham. That's why the genealogy starts with in Matthew. I'll go back to Matthew chapter 1. I know this is wordy today, but it's so important because I'm trying to give you the legal document to say, I have a right to believe God for miracles in my life. I have a right to believe God for holiness. I have the right to believe God for deliverance. I have the right to believe God for my finances. I have Because I'm a child of God, I'm legally born into this new family called the children of God. I have received the light from the new seed, and that's the seed that I come from. You're from the seed of Christ the moment you're born again. And so you can renounce all the past. You can renounce all the family history all the way back to Adam say, that's not me. I'm a new creation. I'm from the seed of Christ. The book of genealogy, Matthew chapter 1. The book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah. So you see here he's given the the genealogy, the lineage, from Abraham all the way down to Jesus because that's the family that God picked. God picked one family that he could work through. And in that family he found everything he needed to legally bring Jesus. And in that family called the Jewish family, the Israelites, he found everything he needed And he proved to them that they were sinners, and then he sent them a Savior. Romans 1, let's go over there. And and I'm trying not to go to too many extra verses, but it's all through the Bible. The Old Testament, the New Testament, every book, every verse, every chapter contains proof that Jesus legally came to give us the opportunity to receive that light that he was born with, to receive that light, to be born again, legally into the family of God. Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greek. 
And so here he's basically is saying that everyone who believes salvation came first to the Jews and then to the rest of the world. Well, why did it come first to the Jews? Because God had to legally bring Jesus. It's all about the legal reasons that Jesus can come. And Jesus came legally as the new seed within the old family, within the old seed, but not born with the image of the first seed. He had a new image, the image of God inside of him, which he can legally pass on to everyone born of that seed. So when you're born again, you traded seeds. You're no longer of that tree of Adam. Your family history does not go back to Adam. It only goes back to Jesus because he is our seed. So Jesus was born legally of the Spirit. He had a nature of light. That's what we read about in John 1, of water. That's what we read in, in Genesis about the woman's seed. It was going to bruise Satan's seed, the seed of Adam. Jesus came as the seed and kicked the devil out of ownership of mankind and started a new seed, a new family. So he was born of the Spirit. He was born of the water, came from woman, and born of the blood. He was born from Mary. His blood was Jewish. Jesus was Jewish. He looked like Mary. He had Mary's blood in him. He was born with a body that came from Mary. He was legally Jewish. He was born Jewish because he had to be born within this family that we read in Matthew, uh, Abraham's family, because that's the family that contained everything legally for Jesus to be born into. So Jesus was born. He brought salvation first to the Jews and then to the world because the Israelites, the Jews, were the family that God picked to bring Jesus. So because God did all these things, those are the three witnesses. Sorry, one more verse. Back to 1 John chapter 5. For these are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there, this is verse 8, and there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of man, so if, if a court is going to say, all right, we have two witnesses, three witnesses that saw this person murder this other person, so you're going to jail, in fact, we're going to execute you on the word of three witnesses. We're now going to execute you. There's people that die legally in America, in our world. Uh, they're legally executed because three people said, I saw him do that. There's people that go to jail because of the eyewitness that said, I saw him do that. I saw them do that. So there's people that go to jail, go to prison on the count of witnesses. And that's what it's saying. If you're going to receive three witnesses as proof that you have a right to say, I'm a child of God, I'm born of God, I'm not just accepted of God, I'm born of God. I have a right to believe for my healing. I have a right to believe for my family's salvation. I have a right to believe for deliverance. I have a right to walk in holiness. I have a right to believe for my emotions to be strong. I have a right to overcome depression. I have a right to receive my finances from God. Not because he's having mercy on me, but because I'm born of him. What gives you the right to say you're born of God? Are you crazy? Are you crazy to think you're born of God? Look at you. Look at your life. Look at your your bad habits. Look at your struggle. What? How dare you say you're a child of God? I mean, maybe the Pope, maybe Mother Teresa, maybe they're children of God because they're look at them they have all everything seems to be lined up but you you I can just hear the devil talking to you you look at you look at your struggles look at your failures look at your weaknesses 
Look at your battles. Look at what you're going through. Why? How dare you say you're a child of God? You're a liar. You're making that up. You're confused. You're a lunatic. Look at your life. How dare you? How dare you say you're a child of God? Well, you can say, I've got three witnesses. I've got the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And they all agree that I'm a child of God because it said in John that Jesus came to be light. And anyone who accepted Jesus, they can be called children of God. I got three other witnesses for you. And these three witnesses legally make it so that Jesus came legally. He came from the Spirit. He had the nature of God in him when he was a baby. He is born with that nature within the human race. He is born of woman. You can trace Mary all the way back to Adam. And he was born of Abraham's family, the Jewish family, the blood. He had the blood of the Jews in him. So that legally allowed him to be born and legally allowed him to become the Lamb of God and die for me and allow me to accept him in his resurrection and that new resurrection into the new life. And that's what I have. And that's why it says in verse 9, if we receive the witness of man, so if we're willing to put people in jail by the witnesses of three men or three people, the witness of God is even greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He who believes, verse 10, in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made himself him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in the Son. So if you're not going to believe that Jesus is the answer, that Jesus is the way, then there's no hope for you. You're calling God a liar. God legally brought Jesus as the seed for the new family, the children of God. There was one little candle lit in Bethlehem. That candle went and died and was resurrected. And now he was the firstborn of many brethren, meaning that now after Jesus was resurrected, there's another candle lit, then another one. John was born again. Then Peter and others were born again, all the disciples. And then that spread around the whole world all the way until you became lit when you accepted Jesus. That lighting of the candle, that life was you receiving the new nature. You legally are a child of God. You're not the crook that broke in and had mercy. You're the one that came in and was given grace. He said, I'm going to give you my name. I'm going to make you my son, my child. You are now my child. I am your father. And all that I have, you don't have to steal anymore. You don't have to beg anymore. You don't have to try to earn it anymore. You just receive it because you're my child. You are a child of God. God legally made it happen through the seed of Jesus, legally being born into the family of Adam. And then from that, he came forward, died and started a new race, a new family called the children of God. And that is who we are. We are children of God. I don't care what the devil's trying to tell you, why you can't deserve it, why you can't earn it, why you can't receive it. I don't care the many reasons of your weaknesses, of the things the devil brings to your mind, what people may say of your past. None of that matters because your history only goes to the seed of Christ. So if I were to go to your family tree, Your spiritual DNA goes back one generation, goes right to Jesus, and then there's you. There's you. 
you're born of the family of God. I'm going to close there. I can keep talking, but I better stop there. And I love you. Let's change the world. Let's keep believing for God's best. Let's not give up. doesn't matter how, how much evidence the world has, the devil has, about your struggle, about your failing, about your imperfections. You have three witnesses in heaven. The Father says, I believe in you. You're my child. The Word says, I believe in you. You have my nature. The Holy Spirit says, I believe in you. I'm your teacher, your comforter, your guide. You have three witnesses cheering you on, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And you have proof that you have legally been born into the family of God. No matter what evidence the world wants to bring, people want to bring, the devil wants to bring, but why you shouldn't deserve that, why you're not a child of God, you can say, I've got three witnesses that legally I've been born a child of God. And that is Jesus came of a new nature. Jesus came of the nature of God, that light, and he passed that on to me because he is the seed that I come from. And Jesus came from Mary. He came from the woman legally, and he came to the Jews so that he can also come to me. Jesus legally, those three witnesses, the court of heaven has brought the gavel down and said, you now are legally a child of God You're born of God. You're of the seed of Christ. Start acting like it. Live like it. Believe like it. Walk like it. Because you're a child of God. Let's change the world. God bless you. I love you.